Wow. Another installment of the most incredible priest podcast in Payne County. Priest podcast, Payne County. Whoa. We uh we are here. Um we're not in our rectory today. We, there's so much you know, we, we, we there's so much stuff going on in the Catholic world in Stillwater. There's all these events going on and we set this thing up and Rob is like, No, we can't do it in the rectory. They're having an event today. Oh, so all these catechists and people coming over for dinner and preparation. So we're now in the multi universe. I'm not sure what this is. It's like a garden window I'm looking at. Um, I'm just saying things I see. I'm also in a bathroom, but there's also a library, and and there's um, there's glitter all over the place. So, so the bride's room, right? Oh, I think it's called the bride's room or the parlor. I'm not sure what any of this place is, but uh, well, welcome to it. If you've never been to uh, St. Francis Xavier here in God's country, stop on by sometime and uh, take a peek in. Uh, Easter, Easter is upon us. The uh, the great season of Easter. We've had uh, Divine Mercy Sunday, which that beautiful gift of the Lord Jesus to the Church of His uh, rich, abundant mercies through that great Saint Faustina Kowalski, and we have for the first really? and the last time. Whoa, 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 whoa! You've been on here twice. Yes, once to say hello and once to say goodbye. Oh, you say goodbye, but and I say hello, hello, hello. hello. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to miss you, Father James Porter. Father James Porter, if you all don't know, he can introduce himself in a second, but he has been our associate pastor here at uh, at St. John Catholic Student Center for the last, I don't know, not year yet, no. uh, getting close to the year. And he, uh, he came. Go ahead and introduce yourself again so the good people of God know who you are. Sure. I'm Father James Porter. I'm priest of the Diocese of Tulsa. been ordained four years. And for the past about eight months or so, I have had the privilege of being the associate pastor of St. John the Evangelist here in Stowater, ministering to the college students with Father Carey, uh, learning campus ministry, learning what it is that we do here. And, and uh, Where are you uh, going? So, Tell them where you're going. Yeah. Tell them what you've won. So as of July 1st, I will be the pastor of St. Philip Neri Catholic Church and Student Center at TU. So I'm well, going to back to Tulsa, to the University of Tulsa, and and so I'll have to learn uh, to say Rain Cane, I suppose. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, uh, I'll still be a cowboy. Kind of. You're still a Detroit Piston, too, and a Lion, and a, Not a, a lion. Michigan, Ohio State. You're a Buccaneer. No, that's expensive corn. Uh, you're... Oh. Careful now. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> Well, I tried to pun and insult you at the same time, but uh, that's all right. So Father James Porter, is he's heading to the University of Tulsa uh, in um, July 1st. I'm taking a sabbatical if the if the news hasn't reached your wire. And I was asked, um, is there is someone gently touched my shoulder and said, is everything all right with you? It's like, yeah, everything's perfectly all right with me. I, we, I think we... Uh, just to just to talk even a little before we get into our topic, I'm going on a sabbatical. You're getting moved. Uh, we've got the Diocese of Tulsa is working on the logistics. But priests don't need to take sabbaticals just because they have to go to Shalom Center or St. Luke's. Uh, that, you know, It was actually a priest from Bismarck, who I have no idea what his name is here. He was here to do a wedding, and he looked across the table at me and goes, well, you need a sabbatical, of course. You just built a $27 million building. I'm like, 
I need a sabbatical. He's like, yeah, yeah, you need a sabbatical so you can reset your brain and go from fundraising and building to back into ministry of being a pastor. And that is that is a hard gear. And he said it's beneficial. Every seven years, those dudes up there in his diocese or seven, eight years take one. And some guys have um, waited 23, 28 years to take a sabbatical just to go out and refresh the soul. Uh, so I'm taking one. And is everything all right? As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Father Porter looked at me and shook his head no and then said, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, try well, after eight months of uh, living and ministering with you, I still have to figure out what in the world you're looking for sometimes. It's, it's, it's always a mystery. An adventure, if it's you will. A, it's an adventure. It's an adventure, yeah. Uh, Father James Porter has uh, been on the uh, trial by fire, drinking from a fire hose, all those uh, things in campus ministry because he's been super helpful here. I've been able to do uh, all this building, kind of finishing out and construction and making sure things are getting towards their deadline. And he's been doing a lot of work with college students and learning learning the ropes. Okay. So April 29th, dedication of the brand new church. I know people are asking, can I come to it? Well, it's pretty already full with all of these donors that are coming in from 48 states. Donors coming in from 48 states, plus it's a small church. It only holds about 380, 410 people, and we have 700 donors. So they're all coming in uh, with with other people. My family's coming in. People are coming in from Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And donors coming in from around, the, uh, literally around the country. So if you want to see St. John, if you want to come to Mass and not get the shaky eye from me, I would throw this date out to you. Sunday, April 30th, May 1st, May 2nd, May 3rd, May 4th, May 5th, May 6th, May 7th, come on over. Come on over and visit our new church and come to Mass. Uh, those days, uh, don't try to get in on the 30th. Uh, sorry, don't try to get in on the 29th because it is socked full yeah. already. There's it, a lot of priests showing up too. I think there's like, I think we're in the numbers of uh, 16 priests now and counting. When I told you to get 12 vestments and you're like, oh, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Get some more. Yes. Get no, it's, 25. It's, it's beautiful. And, you know, and in the Catholic Church world, especially here in Stillwater, we really don't get, I mean, like we had St. Francis's dedication a few years back, but we really don't get a chance to see a dedication of the church all that often. No. Most places, they, it's the closing of churches around the United States, and we're opening three new Catholic churches in under 10 years in the Diocese of Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And very diverse uh, St. Joseph's Vietnamese, St. John, St. Francis, all in a couple of years. Okay. That's not to count uh, Blessed Stanley Rother Shrine in uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, just in the Diocese of Tulsa. Fair enough. Uh, 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 who? Mm -hmm. Stanley? Who's Blessed Stanley who? We never heard of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the place. Okay, Father Porter, uh, I'm going to throw, I'm going to lob some questions out to you. You have no idea what's behind door number one or two or three. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to lob a couple questions out. And, and I, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you time to think about them um, before you answer by me continually talking. Okay, what? tell me one of the beautiful things that you've discovered this year about campus ministry, about working 
with college students and helping them on the way to kingdom of God. Okay, so think think about that because the next one I'm gonna throw at you is what do you what if you what have you found in the in the in the college world in the young adult world that's just so critically essential? Like what's what's missing from there that you've discovered being out on campus and being in Bible studies? Okay, which one do you answer first? Oh, I'll take door number one. Door number one, hit it, Father Porter. I forgot what the question was. Just so, so one of the most beautiful things about campus ministry and uh, ministering to college students, I really have found has been this real openness to the gospel. Because a lot of times there's this misnomer that says, oh, you know, millennials, you know, my generation, (laughs) uh, and like Gen Z, you know, like there's this sort of like this dryness or this sense of entitlement. And while I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in places, but I think when you look at a college student that's Mm -hmm. legitimately seeking truth, and not just seeking truth, but seeking what is going to bring life to them. I think that's there's a beauty that's there. And so in my ministry to college students, what I do is I just propose the gospel to them. I go out on campus probably at least two or three times a week, and the rest of the time I'm spending uh-huh. you know, with students and meetings and whatnot. And really, there's just this beautiful dynamism that's there, that they're thirsty for the truth. They're, they're, they're wanting to know what is true and what is not, and it, what is true for, you know, college students and um, and for us all is the fact that Christ loves us, that He's redeemed us, and that He's offering us this new life. Uh-huh. And when a college student understands that, they devote themselves a hundred and ten percent to that gospel. Now, conversely. There's another gospel that's being preached, this gospel of secularism, of, of relativism, of, of like pleasure is the highest good. And they devote themselves 110% to that gospel as well. And, and the consequences of that are seen, you know, throughout our world. And so I think, you know, the most beautiful thing for me as a college chaplain has been to see someone come alive with the gospel and to be able to see that that means everything. And then they devote yeah. their lives. Yeah. I mean, we, we started talking about that last year of the different gospels of the culture. And mm-hmm. we, we even did a podcast on it. Uh, the, you know, two St. Francis Xavier, no, St. Ignatius of Loyola has the two standards, um, this flag versus this flag. And even in the early Christianity, they talked about the, the evangelists of Caesar and the evangelist, which, interesting, angel is the word for evangelist in Greek, angels, um, evangelists that were going out to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he has died and has risen from the dead, and the evangelists of Caesar, Caesar Augustus, and, you know, all, all the cultural um, wokeism or LBGTQ or, you know, each of the, even the, the make money, money, make money, money uh, culture of America, the manufacturing, you know, even Amazon has their own gospel. All of them have. It's like, who's a gospel? And, and when college students, you're right. When they accept it, they just, they, they love it. And there's a battle. There's a, there's a battle going on in our hearts for which gospel is going to be opened every day right. and read. Okay, now, the second question was, what yeah. if you found something that's just like, ooh, this, wow, I, I, this needs help. Our culture needs help in this way. Our college students need help in this way. Hit it. Yeah, I think one of the things that, you know, sticks out to me uh, almost blatantly 
is the need for healing of certain wounds that have occurred in their lives. And not just that, you know, and with that also uh, authentic, what it means to actually be authentically loved as a child of God. Uh, a lot of, you know, walking around campus and you kind of see this disconnectedness that has occurred and there's this isolation. And I think a lot of times college students, they don't really trust that they are, that there's someone that actually can love them without using them. And it's sad. Like, I mean, it's, it's really like disheartening to me. And like, I, you know, there are times where I've been in, in the chapel, just cried because it's like, can you not see how much you are loved as a child of God? And, and so I think a lot of times college students and young adults, you know, in particular, they need that. They need that sense of communion and community uh, of, of their, and then from there, I think it's a matter of once they understand that this is true, and this is truly like community communion. I think that from there, you dive into more of the particulars of well, why is this the case? Yeah, and this uh, just some cursory thoughts on like this authentic healing from the brokenness in uh, that happens, you know, to us all in one one sense or another. Yeah, exactly. Okay, the uh, next two questions. One, what's something that's been really fun for you to do in campus ministry? I know, it's like, okay, like, this is just like, oh, yeah, there's discipleship and sharing the gospel. Like, something that's just been roaringly fun. And also, second side is like, for you personally, both these are, like, what's something that's been very challenging and difficult uh, for you in your year as being a priest on a college campus? Yeah, well, the first question there. I mean, being a college chaplain is a lot of fun. I mean, like, you know, there's just... Beer, drinking beer is ministry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, a, yeah. a ministry night at the Iron Monk. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, yeah, first round's on you, right, Father? Always. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, that's the thing. It's like the spontaneity uh, and beauty of the college students. I mean, there was this one time where, um, you know, I found out at, um, seven o'clock at night that there was a campfire going on at Lake Carl Blackwell and it was at 10 o'clock or so and I was available and my adage to the college students I say always is that if I'm available I'll be there and and so they invite me I'm there at 10 o'clock at night uh, you know we sit around a campfire just talking sharing life together mm -hmm. that's been the beautiful part about college ministries, just being able to share life with the students, whether it's there, whether it's going on jogs or, or just like, you know, just having fun because people don't know how to have fun anymore. It's all sort of like serious and confined or if, and like, or you think that the party culture is having fun and, and it's not, but having authentic fun with college, that's been like the highlight, one of the highlights of my time here and forming those friendships with the college students. Whoa. Oh, what? <clears throat> Give me a second one. Yeah, I mean, just like get, second thing you've enjoyed. It's like, wow, this was. Well, I mean, like, um, you know, all, besides getting to know the college students, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, seeing, you know, just in, in the general sense of, of ministry, uh, also s getting to learn a ton about what goes into building a $27.5 million uh, church and student center, what goes into uh you know, finances and all these other things. So as a priest, really learning a lot about yeah. what it, it means to actually 
pastor a parish uh, of, you know, 800 or so college students or what it means to like really be a go-getter. Because I think the time of, you know, us having a parish church and then expecting people to come, I think that's come and gone. And so we need to really be active in like going out. And so being in college ministry has taught me that I can't expect the students to come to me. I have to go to them and then invite them to come to the, to the church. Okay. Okay. Uh, now two things on the other side that have just been, oof, this has been tough for you personally. For me personally, um, one of the things I found challenging is just the schedule. Uh, because a lot of times in uh, the schedule of the schedule of campus ministry, the ske- you know, my own personal schedule, uh, I, you know, am very much a somewhat of a night owl, but not nearly as much as some of these college students. <laughs> and so you're up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Go to sleep. But I had a question, Father. No, no, no. no, no. no. I didn't need you to call me. No. <laughs> Debating a theological question in your dorm. Yeah. It fueled by liquid courage. Yeah. <laughs> the great elixir. That's right. So like that scheduling has been tough for me to kind of balance and and whatnot. And um you know, and uh but you know, I, I'm trying to work on that. And that's always, you know, a tough thing for anyone, especially, you know, going from a parish where, you know, in the suburbs of uh-huh. Broken Arrow, things kind of shut down at nine. Whereas here in Stillwater, they're just ramping up and and go <laughs> until you know they kick you out of the bars. Yeah. Um, so that's been tough of figuring out that schedule and trying to live it. Yes, and then with that, everything that comes with that, you know, like figuring out time to exercise, eating, you know, eating healthy and whatnot. But that's all, you know, stuff that I can keep working on. Uh, when I go to TU, uh, they do have a great gym at TV. TU, that's nice to know. So, and then the second thing that's been uh-huh. a challenge for me, uh, and I kind of alluded to it, is you know just kind of seeing where college students are at in terms of their brokenness, and you know, uh, and then kind of feeling not n- this unknown of how do I actually reach out and help them because I'm I'm an introvert by trade. But I do a lot of socializing. I am not one that just sits by the sidelines waiting for someone to come up to me. Wallflower, you are not. No, because I'm like, are you my friend? Because you're about to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I took that from some movie or something. I don't know where it's from. But like, my point is, is, is like, I'm trying to really like hone in on that. But like, I, I just don't know. And so a lot of times there's this feeling of, they're like just like that college student that you see kind of rolling away, like uh-huh. not sure where, you know, how how to help them or, or yeah, yeah. where to reach out. So that's been a challenge. Whoa, it's a, it's a it, I love campus ministry. I've been uh, eleven years now doing it. Five at the University of Tulsa and six here. Yeah, I I find it a beautiful opportunity. You know, we have that motto, building saints for the kingdom, to to start that right now of just helping young people become saintly right now so that then when they go off into their parishes, uh, they start filling the pews there. Because what what when we, one of the things I love, really love about campus ministry is seeing those kids going to a parish in Tulsa at Holy Family and looking out and seeing four or five um, alums at Mass. Like, oh, this is so awesome. Like you're involved in your parish or are, are um, for 
the renewal of priestly promises on that Tuesday of Holy Week. I was down at, down in the kitchen, the rectory, and there were Madison Omen and Cam Franks down there uh, helping serve food. I was like, "Whoa, this, you guys are like involved, and you know you're a priest." Because that, that's one of the things we want to do in campus ministries. You know, we have uh, that line from uh, it says, "Paul plants, Apollos waters, God gives the growth," and we just we try we do what we can here because kids, you know, it's um, um, I think one of my uh, uh, tough things about campus ministry is knowing that kids are coming from really excellent parishes and really excellent families and then finding out like that I didn't even know they existed until their junior year. Like they just just haven't shown up and their parents send me an email their junior year and is like, I just found out my kid's not going to church anymore. I was like, golly. And then that, like that, that's one of the most difficult things for me. And you, you can't, there's not much you can do about it uh, except pray fast <laughs> for and, these kids and seek them out. Yeah. And seek them out. Like, okay, Lord, give me the opportunity to find them. Some, sometimes we don't even know there's Catholics exist on this campus till mm-hmm. um, Ash Wednesday, Easter Sunday. When they all show up out of the woodwork for their uh, carbon free uh, carbon Wednesday, yes, <laughs> or or their dead tree Sunday. Dead That's tree. Palm Sunday, in case you're not known. Uh, yeah, <laughs> free dead branch, <laughs> branch Sunday. Yeah, it, it is. A, it is a a beautiful um, season. Okay, now we got a little shift gears here. You have no idea. He he. Uh, we work together a lot. How about that RCA class the other day? I was like, okay, so we're going to teach on the four last things. We're going to teach on virtue and vice and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you, and Father Porter says, okay. I was like, great. I love this. <laughs> just just roll. Well, I've learned uh, early. If I don't roll with uh, whatever you got going cooking up in there, then, you know, then it just becomes difficult. So that's one of the beautiful things I also learned is is adaptation. Roll, you know, just go with the flow. Yeah, there's structure, and then there's there's um there's some things that are gonna that you just kind of have to adapt with. Okay, you ready? Okay, tell us some um, since since you're leaving and you're going to the University of Tulsa. What are you looking forward to about the University of Tulsa? Don't move out yet. Don't get senioritis because I got this one. I got one more other question. That is going to basically make or break your last month here in Stillwater. Hit it. Well, no pressure there. But yeah. like the, the first, I'm really looking forward to uh, meeting the students there, uh, getting to see, you know, what work has been done, you know, things that have been, you know, going excellent there, and just kind of adding to that, adding to the uh, not just the culture uh, of the gospel there, but you know, looking to evangelize and to really like. You know, in the nitty gritty of it all, looking forward to like meeting the donors and all that. Just, just like encountering what the Lord wants done in, in Tulsa at the university. Yeah. What do you think the Lord wants done there? <laughs> we're gonna make saints for the kingdom there in TU, and those who are <laughs> saints there, we're just gonna keep on rolling and keep bringing that gospel. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I've never been really to University of Tulsa apart from a few times, so I really have no idea about the culture. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for, forward to, you know, bringing, you know, doing whatever the Lord wants me to do there. Yeah. Uh, my my priest buddy, Father uh, Gail Hammerschmidt, the jerk. 
priest up at uh, K-State. Don't believe him. He's fantastic. I've met him in person. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he's not fantastic. <laughs> anyway, he, he like he like steals my he steals my taglines like building saints for the kingdom, and he'll say building saints for the kingdom too. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark right at the bottom corner. Like I you. <laughs> so ma- uh, what did they say? Mockery is the ba- ba- best form of flattery or humbling. Well, that too. Okay, now since so you've only been here a year, but mm-hmm. you um, you lived with Father Brian Brooks. Dude, that guy bleeds orange. Yes. I mean, like, he if if he went and gave blood, they're like, Sir, um, I'm not I'm not sure what's wrong with your blood over here. But it's either high C orange juice or uh, you're an OSU fan. Okay, so you, you came here like with some OSU hype in your system. Mm-hmm. Like drinking coffee cups and probably watching sporting events and hearing um Hearing the hopeless laments from Father Brooks' uh, heart every year as uh, o- OSU lost another game, clutch right at the moment when it could have been one. Tell tell us uh, tell us a couple things like wh- uh, what do you what are you gonna what do you love about Stillwater and what are you gonna miss about this place? You know, be very careful. Rob is in the room. Say Rob to see. Yeah. Miss Rob. Oh. Don't worry, I'm always fearful of Rob <laughs> and his beard and his majestic beard. <laughs> uh, Stillwater, you know, like the Oklahoma State, they have fantastic game day tailgates. There's a lot of, uh, you know, just like beautiful spirit, you know, about the campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, like school pride runs deep here, and so I really appreciated that. I appreciate. Just also the welcome that the community has given to me. I went to Aspen Coffee the other day, uh, actually a number of uh, weeks ago now, and there were just these, you know, townies sitting around the uh, the table, and you know, they asked me about the building, how it's coming, and just like this vested interest that the community has at, over at St. John, but just in this broader Stillwater uh-huh. sense. So it's it's great. I'll miss, um, you know, I like the color orange, so I'll have to. Uh, switch that out for uh, well, blue and gold. Blue and gold. I'll wear I'll the orange underneath. You know, just uh, you know, uh, underneath the black. So you know, since orange and black are Stillwater OSU colors, and I have half of it on right now, so <laughs> so it'll be yeah. So I'll, I'll miss that. I'll miss the culture and and I, like I said, the people. They're just great. Yeah. Well, what? Okay. So what? What now? This is the last question because we got about two minutes left. How has campus ministry renewed maybe some priestly zeal in you? What like or maybe I don't want to say renewed like you. I lost it and then it came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, um, how has campus ministry sort of like psyched you up or maybe given you a a B twelve shot of of zeal for the gospel? Because I mean, sometimes people in parishes, uh, you know. It's uh, as you jokingly said when you got here. I was the youngest in the parish office by twenty years, and now I'm just one of like everybody else. Yeah, I would say the <clears throat> you know ministering to the students, ministering to the uh, people, it's really giving me a new a new sense of appreciation for the need for zeal in the priesthood. And, and of course, I've always 
I hope I've always had that, and I pray that, you know, that the Lord continue to keep me. So, but you know, it's it's a tough question for me because the, you know, the parish taught me a lot of wonderful things about how things go on, and about how processes work and the people there of all ages and generations and how to minister to them. College ministry has taught me the need to minister to people of my own generation and and so a lot of zeal, a lot of wonderful things. It's renewed my love of, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation, which I've always uh, had, but deepened it, deepened the need to pray and fast for college students, uh, deepened the need to just love them. Oh, love that. Just love them as Christ loved them. Yeah. The the useful joy. Mm-hmm. It's got zeal. It's got spunk. They don't, sometimes they don't know where they're going. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I would, um, you know, we during confirmation classes, you know, we'd have our weekly RCA meetings with Kimberly. And I would say, well, would you confirm yourself? And the answer is no, I wouldn't have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you have confirmed yourself at the age of what? Would you say fifteen? Oh, fourteen. Goodness 14. no. <laughs> Goodness no. But it's a it's the the grace of. The, I think we should move it back to seven. If I was if I was a bishop, but they ain't making biscuits out of this kind of dough. I would move it back to baptism, confirmation, first Holy Communion. Bam! Drop it on them all at the same time. Get that grace early and get it often. Yeah, exactly. And wasn't that the motto of? Chicago election of Kennedy, vote early, vote often? Probably. Okay, well, we're coming down to the end of the wire. Father James Porter and myself, Father Kerry Wakulich, we want to thank you for tuning in. Have a beautiful Easter. Peace.